talk about overexcitement in puppies. I'm dealing with this right now as I'm raising our next farm dog, little baby Asgard. I've been sharing on social media our journey. And this is something, you know, I realized I'm having to manage with him overexcitement, over arousal. And I thought, you know, we've, I don't think we've ever talked about this before. So, uh, great opportunity. I think it's good. I'm raising a puppy again, a good opportunity to remind myself of important things to talk about to help you through the same journey. Um, sometimes I just take for granted that we all know how to manage overexcitement, overarousal, um, that we're not actually making it worse. Um, you know, what, what does it look like and what are we supposed to do? And that's what it comes down to. Is excitement in puppies normal? Yes, excitement in puppies is normal. A healthy, happy puppies excited. And so it's just, um, we're going to talk today about what does it look like when it's reached a point, though, where it's over excitement. Um, excitement's good. Joy for life is good. That means we're healthy and happy. It's always such a good, for me, it's always a good indicator on uh, a healthy puppy. A healthy puppy has puppy zoomies. A healthy puppy gets excited, right? But it's the overexcitement that we want to be careful about. So when does it cross that line? When is it overexcitement and how do we manage that? Because at the end of the day, long term, we don't want overexcited, overaroused dogs as they as they go into adulthood. That 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 those are those dogs that are just so difficult to manage and control and they're just, you know, they're called obnoxious. Uh, you know, you can't have around other people because they're so overexcited and they can hurt somebody. They don't mean to, but they can knock someone over and they're just so out of control, like obnoxious. That's going to be my word. They're just obnoxious, right? Good morning, Heather. Um, yeah, I love baby Asgard. Oh my gosh. I hope someday you can meet him. Okay, so over-threshold arousal in excitement in puppies can manifest in a few ways. So we're not talking about normal puppy excitement, but like when, when do we know? When is this normal? When is this not normal? So we'll kind of talk about that a little bit, and hopefully that will help you differentiate. Like, okay, at, at the end of the day, here's the deal, though. Any kind of excitement, you don't want a reward. And so you're, you may be saying, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, I thought you said it's normal and a healthy puppy should be excited about things and have a joy for life and a zest for life. And we love it. It brings us so much joy. But we also don't want to reward it or make it worse. And so we're going to talk about the ways that it can manifest, what it looks like, and then what we should do when they're in their uh, overexcited state. So that is what we're uh, going to cover. The first one, a first way that it can manifest. Well, let, let's talk about the zoomies first, sorry. Let's talk about puppy zoomies because we all know puppies, especially younger puppies, um, will get puppy zoomies. That's when they have like these crazy, almost neurotic like, two minutes worth of like they've lost their mind running out of control. It's like they're possessed. Um, there's also certain things that can trigger puppy zoomies, like right after bath time. I mean, almost guaranteed for the first year of their life after they get a bath, they're going to get the puppy zoomies, um, running through the sprinkler. So water can be a trigger, just getting their leash. Uh, most puppies, normal, healthy puppies will experience puppy zoomies one to two times a day. Really normal. They like, it's like they go out of their mind. They start running around crazy. They literally act like they're possessed by something. You're like, oh my gosh, what just happened to my puppy? It is cute and endearing, I'll tell you. It is 
It is cute. They'll just bang into things. They'll run you over. I know when my kids were little, when the puppy zoomies we start, we just kind of made it our uh, a game that like, oh, kids up on the counter. Why the puppies having the puppy zoomies? We did not allow child our children to be involved during the puppy zoomies. That's really important because you don't want to set this precedence that while this puppy's in the state of this state of mind, they can be playing mouthing, jumping on, running into your child. And what happens is when we see the puppies start having their zoomies, it's very natural to want to join in that excitement and play with them when they're in that state of mind. But I highly caution not to do that. Best, even yet, if when they start getting their zoomies, it's just like kids up on the counter and I go to the back door and we have our zoomies outside. I don't participate in the zoomies with them. I'll stand there. I'll watch them. I'll enjoy it. I'll smile. It brings such joy to me because then I also know they're healthy. And you know, as a breeder, not every puppy's healthy. Not every puppy lives to eight weeks. And so the zoomies to me also is this reminder of a healthy puppy. <laughs> I don't know, they're acting like they're completely neurotic. Um, so all, we don't pet, we don't engage, we don't try to play, we don't try to stop. We let nature take its course. They have to get, there's actually a technical term for the zoomies. It's, it's like frantic REM movement. Um, and I know that's not exactly it, but it's something close to that. It is like biologically, they need to release all their energy. They're growing so rapidly. Like when little puppies are twitching too in their sleep, when you bring home a new puppy and they're twitching all the time, that's rapid growth. They're growing like our little baby Asgard is growing two pounds a week. Like his growth is so rapid and they get these explosions of energy. F-R-A-P. Thank you, Heather. Um, they get these explosions of energy and it has to be released. And so puppy zoomies are a natural way to do that. Normal, healthy, absolutely. What's what causes problems is when you try to get involved in that sort of play because they're not really playing remember this like this is just a biological thing that needs to happen all that energy needs to be released i don't want children involved in that i would caution you to be involved in that open the back door just start to lay that foundation when the zoomies come we they go outside and let it all out outside so they're not knocking into furniture knocking into people picking up bad habits while they're in their F-R-A-P state of mind. All right. Some other ways it could present itself. So outside of zoomies now, when puppies get overexcited, oops, that's my same slide. When puppies get overexcited, we could see hyperactivity. So I mean, this is very, very similar to zoomies, but it may really not be associated with the zoomies. So excitement can trigger a surge of energy in puppies, causing them to become hyperactive. So it's very much presents itself like zoomies, but they literally could have just got done with their zoomies. But then the situation, people came over, kids came over, kids running, and they become overstimulated, over threshold, hyperactive. Again, we do not want to play with puppies in this state of mind. I don't want that to be a reward. I wouldn't have children engage at all. We do the freeze like a tree, hands up under the armpits, keep turning their backside to a puppy, letting them know non-verbally, I do not want to engage right now um, because we don't want to unintentionally promote, I like you in this state of mind because we don't, right? Like long-term we don't. So 
We don't want to baby talk and, oh my gosh, you're so cute. And why don't you calm down? So you may be saying it, but you're not actually saying it, if you know what I mean. So watch for hyperactivity that way you're not inintentionally, inadvertently rewarding it. Excessive jumping, like not normal, like I'm going to kind of jump on you when they just kind of, again, go a little on the crazy side. When they're overly excited, this behavior is a way for them to express their enthusiasm and seek attention or play. We don't want to reward it. Don't put your hands on them. Even when they jump on you, if you push them off, you're, you're unintentionally telling them to actually come back and play more because that's how dogs play with their front paws by pushing each other. So even something that's simple, you're saying in your English human nonverbal and verbal way, get off and you use your hands to push them down. You've just told a dog in their language, jump back up. Let's keep playing. I want to keep playing with you. So the best way to do that again is not use your hands, just walk right into their space and having calm energy, not saying anything. Humans talk way too much. And many times we don't even realize it, but even if we're just talking like, oh, yes, I know I missed you today. I'm so glad I'm home. And, and you just start having this conversation with your dog, which we do. But if you're doing that, why they're in this excited state of mind, you're unintentionally rewarding them because they're like, oh, mom's excited too. And they're feeling that excitement and energy from you while they're in that state of excitement and you are now rewarding it. We don't want this long-term. We don't want over-aroused, over-excited dogs. Excessive barking can be a, a excitement trigger in puppies. They may bark rapidly, loudly. They just don't know how to express themselves, and so it becomes a heightened state of arousal. This is, again, might be cute at first when they're a puppy, but long-term, listen, nobody wants a dog that just barks all the time. And so if they think they're allowed to get away with this, and this does become a way that gets them attention, whether you mean to or not, you pet them, you go over and say, you're okay, stop barking, you're okay, but you're actually telling them non-verbally in a canine brain, yes, thank you for barking, I love you, I'm giving you attention and affection because you were barking, you're going to increase this behavior. So when people get to the point where like, it's been a whole year and this dog still barks. Okay, well, you clearly never stopped it. There's nothing you ever did that actually told the dog this was not allowed in your pack, in your family. Um, and you, you also probably inadvertently rewarded it by giving in to whatever they wanted when they were barking. Um, you know, if, they, if you went to go feed them and they started excessively barking because they were overexcited, we quickly like hurry and hurry up and give them their bowl rather than stopping and ceasing any forward movement of feeding them until they're in a calm state of mind. So like that first year, especially, they're going to be excited about things. They're going to hit over arousal. That's just normal and healthy. We want to make sure we're not inadvertently rewarding it by verbally what we say. It doesn't matter what you say. It's your tone. If you're talking nicely to them, if you put your hands on them and pet them or even gently push them off of you for jumping, you're telling them to reciprocate and continue playing. If they're excessively barking and they got their way, you open the door, you put the food down, you touch them, you let them out of the kennel, you just rewarded. You are training your dog to be bossy and neurotic. That's what's happening. So we have a lot of dogs that, that do struggle with overexcitement because it's just honestly... Most of it, it wasn't managed when they were younger. Dogs that get overexcited 
can exhibit increased mouthing, nipping, and biting behaviors when they're overexcited. This, of course, then it, it can be associated with play. And when puppies get really nippy and bitey, kids tend to run and scream. In a canine brain, kids running and screaming chases their favorite game and making noise. Puppies growl and bark at each other and engage and, and chase each other and bite each other. That's what they do. And so when you see them exhibit that behavior with your child, it can be a little bit alarming if you haven't had a puppy before. And so, and if puppies increase in that intensity and they'll even maybe grab on and shake and growl and they're in this heightened over arousal stage, we have to make sure children are not involved with that kind of play. You have to train your kids not to engage with the puppy that's not playing politely and correctly. And also don't promote it by chasing, running, screaming, pushing back, using their hands, saying anything at all. The best thing you can do, human or child, is stand like a tree. Don't use your hands. Don't use your words. And keep turning your backside to your puppy. It is the most effective way to tell a puppy, I am not engaging in this type of play. It's that easy and that powerful. You should not be engaging with your puppy when they are over aroused, period. Okay, we're almost done here. These are good ones though. This is so um, exciting to be able to talk about. Lack of impulse control. <laughs> We're dealing with this with our little baby Asgard right now, our new little farm dog. Overexcitement can lead to temporary loss of impulse control in puppies. They may struggle to focus, follow commands, hump, or respond to cues as their excitement overrides their ability to concentrate. So if they just get overexcited, these things could be displayed. Um, and what happens is, especially I think puppies can be really misunderstood when they do hump each other, right? And females can do it and then people get really concerned like, oh my gosh, why is my female? And then we do tend to think, and sometimes it's not wrong, but in a state of over arousal, over excitement, when they're humping, this is why. They're in a state of over arousal and they're either trying to self-soothe and calm their nerves and excitement, um, it's very rare that they're showing dominance at such a young age. So baby Asgard, um, like the other day he came in, I, I called him out on social media. There's a video on social media. He came in the house, which is always exciting and brings excitement because he is a um, farm dog. He has a livestock guardian dog, so they they do prefer. He gets antsy being inside because his innate integrity of the great Pyrenees in him and the Antolian Shepherd in him is to be outside guarding, protecting, right? So even when we've noticed, even when he comes inside, his level of anxiousness, excitement rises almost instantly. He displays that by panting, pacing, and a little bit of whining. Um, and so, but we're bringing him in. He needs to be conditioned. He has to come into the house and learn to settle. It gets three digits in the winter here. He cannot be outside. And so we worked with the same thing with farm dog when he was younger too. Like he had to just relinquish control. He had to learn it's okay. He has to come inside and settle down. So he came in for, we're practicing settling down. And there were a few other dogs in here and his just already the excitement of, and the anxiousness of being inside, he was already becoming um, over aroused 
And then the dog started playing and that just led to him humping one of the other dogs. And so um, we don't, I'm not going to correct that behavior. He's not doing it to be dominant. He's not doing it to be naughty. He's just not sure what to do with all this excitement building up in him. And it's his way of trying to self-soothe. And so the best way um, to, to manage that is redirection. And we'll talk about a few ways to do that in just one minute. So difficulty settling down. So this is what we're working on too. When they reach over arousal, they get too excited. It's very challenging for themselves to calm and settle down. So you have to continue to help practicing with your puppy. We need to settle down. And that's going to be done through prevention and redirection. Um, they may continue to exhibit restless behavior, pacing and being un unable to relax. So when baby farm dog has difficulty settling down and then we reach over arousal with excitement because then another puppy's in here and he's playing so he's exhibiting all these feelings at the same time then he'll start humping and so we don't scold um, we monitor that we calmly um, I just took him outside sniffing is a great way like let's go out and explore let's go on a walk Forward movement is very powerful. You have to be calm and centered. Not all, and not, I wasn't like, oh, let's go outside, let's go outside, play. I was just very calm about uh, Asgard, let's go, come on, let's go outside. And we went outside, I'm like, let's go sniff. And I just gently started, but but firmly started walking around the farm and he, you know, happily followed and he was still in that excited state of mind. So he's trying to figure out, are you asking something of me? Are you asking something of me? Are you asking something of me? You know, and I just keep walking and ignoring and, 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 and or saying you're fine. And before you knew it, he just started to slow his brain down, the stress and the excitement. He started sniffing and we were exploring and walking. I didn't add to the excitement. I didn't scold him for the excitement. He wasn't in trouble. I'm helping guide and teach him when you feel like this, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to manage this. And it's just like giving tool, your children tools to be proactive or manage stress, um, manage fear, right? And so it's kind of the same thing. So we're just going to keep practicing that specifically. For example, with baby Asgard, when he comes into the house, I already know he starts to, to get overexcited and, and pacey and antsy. And now we're, we're going to make sure that there's no additional excitement now. We're going to do some prevention. Um, so there won't be a, another puppy in here to play with. I don't want to add to that anymore. I don't want to set him up for failure. We're just going to conquer the house first. He can come and go, come and go. We're going to do it calmly, um, with fairness and firmness and make it a positive thing. He can come and he can go and he doesn't have to be or feel anxious about it. I mean, it's just, it's real, truly incredible. The innate, uh, breed character, characters, this characteristics of, um, these amazing dogs and what they've been bred to do. So the, pr the problem is like we talked about, if we don't manage the overexcitement, over arousal in our puppies, um, then long-term we're going to have unbalanced, overexcited dogs that are just obnoxious. And at the end of the day, nobody wants that. We want to be able to take our dogs wherever. And you know what? We want our dogs to be happy and fulfilled. And a dog that's in that state of mind, that anxiety and overexcitement all the time, that is not a happy dog. Humans that struggle with anxiety too know exactly what I'm talking about. That's that we're not always healthy either. And if we can help prevent our dogs from being in that state of mind, inadvertently rewarded for being in that state of mind, um, 
like it's, it's just a shame really. And we have the control and power to help them through these times by doing just a few different things. So just as a reminder though, we want to, we don't want to ignore too much, you know, so we don't want to just pretend like it's not happening at all. So when I say that, it's not like I want, we don't necessarily got to talk or touch, but I don't want you to completely ignore it. Like if I would have just ignored Asgard's humping and I'm, and if I'm not going to set him up for success and back, back down so it doesn't become too exciting in the house, you know, I don't want to stack coming into the house with another puppy, right? Does that make sense? So I don't, I'm not, I don't want to ignore too much what's going on. It's not that I'm ignoring the behavior. It's that I need to be proactive about it. So I'm saying, okay, this is when my puppy is over threshold, overexcited, and they're even displaying stress signals. This is how I need to manage it now. So it doesn't mean I'm going to ignore the be ignore that it's happening, but I may have to ignore the behavior at the time, if that makes sense. So like there was nothing for me to do about him already humping the other puppy other than like, let's, pre let's pre prevent that by taking him outside, right? We don't want to reward with verbal or nonverbal cues, whether we mean to or not. So be very careful about what you're saying and how you're saying it. For the most part, we talk way too much to our dogs. Dogs, number one, take cues from us non-verbally. So calm, firm, confident energy, that's what they will feel. So like, that's what I had to have with baby Asgard. I saw what happened. I saw he was over arousal. It kills me as a dog trainer and a breeder that it, it even got to that point, but it just happens, you know, and you don't know until you know, but then that's my cue now to know this is what I specifically need to help him with is his overexcitement, over arousal when coming into the house, when he's confined and contained and he can't see everything and do what he's naturally supposed to do. And he's only 10 weeks old. Um, don't let children feed into over arousal, which creates excessive overstimulation programming in their brain that then they start to associate a child with just overexcitement. The same thing, dogs, uh, when you hear about my dog, it's so excited to meet strangers. It drives me crazy. They lunge, they pull, they bark. They're so excited. They jump. Okay. But the problem was we didn't take care of this when they were a puppy and you probably rewarded it because every time they got excited as a puppy to go see someone new, our human brain's like, oh, this is so good. They're not scared. There's no stranger danger. We're like, yes, go say hi. Oh my gosh, look at my puppy. And the person petting him's like, oh, I love puppies. And there's all this excitement. So you've programmed and programmed and programmed meeting new people. My excitement is rewarded. And it just continues to create this excitement. So at a year, two, three years old, we have these dogs that have no self-control over meeting somebody new. That's not a healthy way to meet somebody. You know, they're knocking people over, they're jumping, and then we're getting pulled on the leash and there's, they're over arousal. They're over, no dog should be over arousal to meet somebody new. Like when we just look at it at the end of the day, no dog should be over arousal, overexcited, that anxious and excited to meet somebody new. We didn't catch it and fix it and manage it when it started. Okay, so what do we need to do? First, we need to ensure all needs are being met in order every day so we have to prevent. So the best way to make sure 
puppies don't stay in that overexcited state of mind. They just have their, I just want my puppy to have his normal zoomies, right? Everything else now is an indicator to me that I need to help manage and fix. Just like with Asgard with his over arousal in the house with another puppy, okay? So um, I'm gonna prevent it. It's not gonna happen again. And I'm gonna pull back and we're just gonna work on in the house, out of the house, in the house, out of the house. But I'm also gonna make sure all of his other needs are being met every single day. So rules, boundaries, limitations, number one. Number two, he's gonna get enough mental and physical exercise. Number three, love and affection when he's in a calm state of mind. That's gonna be set. That's gonna be the way it is. That's the way it's been with him right now. So far since the day he came on property, those are being met in order. Um, a challenged puppy that is guided through expectation with the firm and kind leader stays in a calmer state of mind more, okay? They feel safe. He's, he's still testing me out. Can I trust these humans when I'm in this house and I don't have control over the property? Like he's relinquishing control. He's been bred to have that control. We have to be able, though, to have him in the house during the day for a little bit when it's 110 degrees outside. Uh, it took Farm Dog a while, but, you know, he, he gets to the point when we say time to come in. He's happy to come in. He'll nap on the couch. He knows it's nap time. And you know what? At the end of the day, he knows there's nothing to fear. He doesn't have to worry. I've got it. I've got it. He can take some time off and Ultimately, that's what it comes down to, that trust, that connection, and that bond. But I can look at Farm Dog and be like, no, you're, you're off duty, dude. I got it. Don't worry. I'll watch, the, I'll watch the property. I'll watch the gates. I'll watch the doors. You rest. All right. Redirect any uh, overexcitement. So like in the example I used with baby Asgard, we just redirected. We went outside and calmly sniffed and took a walk together. Um, nap time's good. A lot of times when puppies get over aroused, if you're starting to see it a lot, typically they're not getting enough sleep. You know, puppies are not napping enough. So uh, we might need some kennel time with the bones, some quiet time, lower the energy of the house, lower your energy. Take, take um, basically a thermometer reading of the energy that's in the house. If you have kids and you're higher energy, your partner's higher energy, the puppy's feeling all of that, especially those that have golden doodles. We love golden doodles because of their innate ability to connect and read our emotions, but we have to be very careful to protect that too. So if there's a lot of excitement in the house or someone that they're living with that is higher energy or higher energy kids, we have to protect them and guide and manage and prevent too much of that feeding into the puppy, right? Same thing as if there's too much sadness and anxiousness in the house, we have to prevent too much of that feeding into the puppy, protect the puppy from that, that they're not feeling too much of that and feeling responsible for that. So just as we've talked about how to manage anxiety with our, when we have anxiety, how to manage that so it doesn't um, ruin our puppies, it's the same thing as overexcitement. We wanna make sure that we know how to manage it so it doesn't ruin our puppies. Another way that you can help manage if they're, if they're just over-aroused, over-excited is settle uh, with your energy and a leash. So again, make sure that you're calm and steady and um, using, and you know, we've talked about these from the very beginning, the power three, the sit on the dog, the tether training, the hand feeding, all three of these promote calm, focused behaviors. All three of them, well, not all three, but the, the tether training, the sit on dog, two of them promote respect and a bond, a healthy bond with the leash. And so continue doing the, the power three 
Um, if, if you don't know about that or need to brush up your skills on that, there I've got a YouTube channel. It's 40 Kennels Badass Breeder, or there's two QR codes there. If you're not on podcast right now that you can scan, there's the Power 3 series. It talks about hand feeding, tether training, the sit on the dog. I, th- these are three things you have to do with every puppy. And then I have new trainer puppy videos, how to communicate with the puppy, how to meet their needs in order. There's lots of videos on that playlist in our YouTube channel as well. All puppies need to learn self-control and focus. There is no perfect puppy. Um, even when I, I know how to meet their needs and, and I'm, I'm enjoying sharing my challenges with baby Asgard as well and um, being able to help and educate. These are all normal things, but how we respond to them, we can control that. We can respond how we, uh, how we manage and control and respond to them. And I, I just can't stress how powerful it is. And we truly can make the difference of ensuring we don't have a fearful dog. We don't have a dog that's overexcited. Um, We don't have a dog that um, is not in a healthy state of mind. We want balanced, fulfilled, neutral dogs that do exhibit joy and excitement just at the appropriate times, like when we get a tennis ball out or, you know, they do have a play date or their favorite person does come over. It's okay if they're excited. We just don't want overexcitement. We don't want over arousal. Uh, we don't want our puppies to be in that state of mind. So, of course, don't forget puppy zoomies are normal. Uh, they need to exhibit those, but like we talked about, they can just open the back door and let them go at it and lose their mind and <laughs> be possessed for a few minutes. Get all that extra energy out of their system because they are growing so, so quickly. Um, all right, I'm Jeanette with 40 Kennels, we're only healing hearts and changing lives with the power of a dog, but we are training and mentoring breeders from all around the world um, in better breeding standards, united standards, um, educating the public how to buy to make those decisions. Good breeders are not the cause of overpopulation. It's ill-intentioned breeders and puppy mills that are not taking back their puppies if they have to be returned. If you're going to buy or rescue a dog, a shelter, rescue group, or get one from a breeder, the first question you should ask, can I at any time return this puppy during its lifetime, whether it's tomorrow or three years from now? If you cannot, or they're not established enough, or you met them in a parking lot and you don't even know where they live, they don't even have a business name, you you know for sure in three years you're not, you're not going to be able to track them down. Do not get the dog from them. We are continuing, the public is continuing to fund bad breeding and puppy mills. So please buy responsibly too. Our dogs deserve more. I'm in on this mission with you. Buy better. We're going to breed better. Uh, Our dogs deserve more. And truly it's about time. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.